Welcome to the Mass Effect Hypecast. I am Morgan, aka Bond Diesel, and this is a podcast about Mass Effect, the future of BioWare's premier franchise, and all of our speculation and ideas for the next game. This is a special episode. This is the part two of my uh, interview or chat with Sam or N7 Legend of the uh, Mass Effect Lorecast over there on Robots Radio with Tom. Uh, so this one gets into a lot more of the nitty gritty and we get uh, into more of in seven day 2023 as well as some conversations about uh, some information that Sam has gotten from uh, a source in the know uh, that may be interesting for Mass Effect and Dragon Age fans. Uh, a few things before it gets started on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, consider becoming a member, hit the like button if you like the show and comment down below. You can also subscribe to the show on all of your favorite podcast platforms. A special thank you to all of my patrons and YouTube members, including producer levels, Hassan and YouTubes, as well as supporter levels, Neuronix, PK, Cage Nephilim, and Horseman. If you're interested in supporting this podcast for as little as $1 per month, please check out patreon.com slash bonddiesel or become a member on YouTube. Let's get into part two. So uh, over a three and a half hour span, <laughs> I will reiterate, I was live the whole time. <laughs> uh, we got, ended up with this trailer that was, like you said, about 20 seconds long. Um, it begins with, uh, it looks like it's set in some kind of hallway of a building. Uh, walking towards the camera, we see uh, these, uh, these feet coming towards us. I, I really appreciated your uh, summary of this trailer in, in Seven Day, uh, a tweet you made where you said, we've confirmed there's feet in the game, which is great. Um, <laughs> and and uh, the, the, the feet have these colorations on them. They're white and red. Uh, the, 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 this person's outfit appears to be all black. Besides that, uh, the camera it looked like Liara's up. boots, too. It did until I looked really close at some of that old stuff, and they and they still kind of do. They're like kind of cool high tops, which is like they're like futuristic high tops, you know. Um, and then as the figure walks towards the camera, the camera kind of pans up. We see the, their actual body. We see um, what's pretty obviously, or, or before we, <laughs> again, you're having to remember with me that we were seeing this in five second segments uh, for a while at least, and. Um, it pans up and essentially it's revealed that this is a uh, an N7, uh, someone with the N7 designation, uh, and they have the symbol on their little armor coat thing, uh, and then on the back of uh, on their back it looks like what we've seen the the, the general aesthetic of the armor from the even the trilogy um, uh, the back. Now I will tell you, and if you only ever saw um, the whole trailer when you got off work. Uh, please keep in mind that uh, the second half, the second release of this, the second five seconds, uh, leads right up right before we see the helmet. And so for all of us that waited two hours to see the final 20 seconds of this trailer, uh, everyone was like, oh, that's the Shepard. Uh, that was the reaction was this is a because I think Tom said it on your guys' podcast. This appears to be a female figure um, that, that's walking by. And, uh, and for two hours, they made us wait. And because I'll tell you what we were all guessing, at least the people in my chat and stuff like that, where we thought that they were going to finish the pan up and they were going to turn around and it was going to be Fem Shep. And she was going to be saying like, come on, Liara. Like, you know, like 
and that's not what it was. So if you've seen the trailer, you know that it pans all the way up to a figure that turns and looks towards the camera. It is a helmeted figure uh, with this full black helmet uh, that you can't see anything. You can't see into it at all. Uh, it pulls out a gun and walks away and walks out of this hallway, uh, appearing to uh, be approaching an exit to this building or hallway they're in. Uh, out to a blowy, windy, dusty environment. Um, so I guess what I want to ask you, uh, ask about first to you is, is this N7 figure. Um, what was your initial thoughts on it and kind of what are you thinking about the design, who it could be, all of that, if you are even bothering to, to consider those things? Corridors are conform confirmed as well as feet. So yeah, uh, <laughs> and feet, hands. corridors, jackets, hands, and guns. Guns will also be a thing. No faces. Um, no faces, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought the most interesting uh, thing that we could potentially glean anything at all from was perhaps the music that was in the mm -hmm. background. Yep. Um, and, you know, uh, I've seen a lot of analysis of the music since then. I know that Same. it's included um, some some themes and light, light motifs from Eden Prime, Arlock Company, uh, I heard some uh, similarities to the Mass Effect 3 Mars archive soundtrack. Now, I've seen people in Discord communities question my ear there. But, I mean, if you skip through the Mars soundtrack, you'll hear the similar, you know, effects and, and, and uh, chord progression tones. You'll see the similarity there. But it doesn't mean that it's limited to the Mars soundtrack. Yeah. That kind of leitmotif was present through a lot of that Mass Effect yeah. 3 um, and, and I saw some people who were thinking that there was also some Andromeda vibes with the music as well. Yeah, I'm um, not sure. I didn't hear that, but I'm not going to pretend. I suspect this mystery was on purpose. Right. And yet again, you know, it, it reminds me that these things could just be present as nothing more than to evoke memories of what made this series iconic. And since that video came out in 2020, I want to say it was, or was it 2021? The, the longer one with Liard picking up the in seven. 2020, uh, the Game Awards that, that yes. December. 2020, since that video came out, I've had more and more of an inclination to view that video as nothing more than a compilation of iconic images, scenes, and sounds that remind us of all of the things that have happened in Mass Effect since sure. then, and just a reminder there at the end, Mass Effect will continue. We're working yeah. on the next one. So I don't know how much of this marketing material is indicative of the future at all. Uh, and, and that kind of debate, whether or not it is indicative of the future or whether or not they're really just throwing stuff at the wall and saying, Mass Effect, remember this? We're working yeah. on it. Sure. That instability and and that kind of questioning what's true and what's not. I don't think I need to tell your listeners that we're already living in a socio-political time where people are questioning what's true and what's not. <laughs> sure. and, and so we're fleeting to these forms of entertainment and these games because they're an escape, right? Yeah. And they, they are entertaining. And so we want something to be solid. We want something to be at least at least in my escape, please give me some level of stability. Sure. And, and yeah, again, this teaser <laughs> wasn't it. Uh, unless yeah. Daft Punk is the next protagonist, sure. in, in which sure. case I, I'm happy to hear that they didn't truly die. So what's interesting for me about that this teaser is 
to me, the, the character, this N7, is the most, look at this cool thing ever. Um, where it's like some artist had a real good fun time designing this armor. I mean, maybe we see this. Maybe this is one of the classes or something we see one day. I don't know. What I actually thought was more interesting about this little teaser was trying to pay attention to everything else. Um, I thought it was interesting at the very beginning of the trailer. You see this like weapon rack thing that sh that they walk by. Um, and I swear I've seen that before, but I can't put my finger on it anywhere. It's literally just a static object. You know what I'm talking about? The, the like the missile tubes. Yes. Um, and like that was kind of interesting because I swear I've seen that before uh, and I can't remember where. And I've tried to dabble back into some save games and stuff and see if I could find anything and I can't. Um, the other, honestly, the, one of the things I thought was really interesting was the discourse about whether or not there's a Krogan in the background. I don't know if you saw any of that discourse in the three or four second it. mark. Yeah. At that um, point, it feels like we're analyzing Loch Ness monster yeah, images. Yes. Yeah. The, the main thing I actually gleaned from this hallway was I actually thought it was cool paying attention to the windows that the figure is walking by and that you can pretty clearly see there's like there's structures. I don't want to call them whatever. We have no idea. And sky cars. And so this wasn't some like deserted planet or something. We can assume this is a city or something this person's in. Um, and then at the end, the only thing I really noticed that I thought was kind of interesting, even though it literally means and tells us nothing, is that there's a ship with its lowered ramp outside of the doors. Uh, my, my favorite thing, and this isn't to discount people who, who feel like they've seen this, is that it seems like there is a ship out there, which makes sense. Of course, you know what this person's walking out to something. But there's a little shadow in the top left of that door, and there's people who are positive it's the Tempest. They they have been like, that is the Tempest. It is. Opium. And like, <laughs> it is. Because if you zoom in, I mean, sure, it could be. It could be the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it could be, <laughs> it, 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 it could be Rex's nuts for all we know. I, I, yeah, it, it could, maybe it's, it's one a of the, <laughs> Yeah, I just, it's, it's one of those things where, I love the speculation. I love doing this stuff. Um, and it's totally fine for people to think that that's the Tempest. That's super cool. But don't argue with people about it. Just say, I think it's that. Well, I don't know. That's your best answer with all of the everything about this stuff. Because I think what, what pains me is when I see people arguing about these things. And, and even not just from this in seven day, but other ones as if they know. Yes, you know, like, like, yep. like that's, and that's where this stuff does turn into what you were saying before that it adds more toxicity and vitriol to a community that has enough already. Um, that's, that's very fine, finely aged at this point as well. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that this trailer overall, my overall thoughts on it is that it's okay, cool. <laughs> I would have preferred a five second trailer that told me something. But okay, this is neat, I guess. Or I would have actually preferred no trailer at all, if you want me to be totally honest. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, is it, how do you feel about it in general? I feel like that I, I would have preferred no trailer at all if this is the trailer we were going to get. You know, if now I'll, I'll put a little asterisk on that. If they had changed one thing about the trailer and it was the character removing their helmet and a reveal of who that character was, that would have been, boom, mind-blowing. But they're not at that stage of development yet where they're ready to reveal something like that, I think. So, um, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Don't, I don't think anyone should argue with each other as no. if anyone knows better than the other about what this trailer reveals and what it doesn't reveal. I did find it interesting, though, that the N7 character who's there 
has a decidedly less soldier physique and and outfit than we've seen within seven logos and how they've been placed before even in andromeda um there's decidedly less militaristic look definitely more clandestine look to this character. i liked what you said in the lore cast where i've seen a lot of people do like they look like they're stealthy i was like bro they have n7 all over them they are not stealthy at all they are clearly an alliance n7 uh, designated person but your statement about the ncis thing i really liked because they do they look like like an investigator or like an agent yeah. um and something i did like that someone uh, oddly enough a a uh a twitter account that is that uh, pretends to be or not rex i don't know if you've seen this account <laughs> yeah, before i've seen it's that, at yeah, or yeah. not rex uh yeah. they put up a really good post from last year where once people deciphered Liara's speech in that trailer thing last year, uh, when Bioware acknowledged it, they said something to the effect of, congratulations, agents, you've discovered what this said. And so yes. there's probably something to that. I think if we can glean anything from this trailer, I would say kind of what, you know, what you're getting at there is that this person doesn't, isn't a big armored out, you know, soldier this person looks like and maybe they're you know wherever they are in development right now when they commissioned this trailer to be made the idea was for the design of this individual to not maybe look like what we've seen before with the up armored shepherds and this was obviously supposed to have a different take yeah and but again like it's if it's so early in development guys just do your thing you know we'll be around like just do your thing yeah. decide what's decided and then you know get back to us later once you have something to talk about that that's that's how i feel um uh but you know someone somewhere at ea or bioware is pressing for them to reveal more and more as if as if to indicate they're further along in development than they are sure. you know last year they were in pre-development yeah and they've lost people since then sure and we don't even have a release date for dragon age dreadwolf <laughs> And we're supposed to believe that they have decided these narrative elements, which typically come further along in development, which, I mean, you probably know you've been uh, in very closely involved in some games before. Sure. Um, intricate setting details are, you know, uh, they don't happen at this point. And mechanics. And everyone remember, now this isn't the best example, but everyone needs to remember they weren't sure if Anthem would have flying six months before it came out the primary thing you do in that game now i don't want to make anthem a good example of anything because if you've ever checked out any of the the, the post-mortems on that game we should hope that no game is ever developed like that again for the rest of gaming but you know things you know happen like that so so to move us along a little bit after this trailer came out to whatever reception it got depending on who you were um, they put out, uh, they, 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 it's on the actual blog now, but it was at first released just on, I believe, on Twitter or on social media, uh, th this poster. Um, this poster pretty heavily uh, features a, a straight-on shot of this character that we saw in the trailer, a very stylized uh, picture of them on the white background. Uh, they're enveloped, and they, they're black and red, and enveloped in some kind of uh, design, uh, white and, uh, and blue. Um, elements uh, down at the bottom it just says Mass Effect I will say it's the first time we've seen any of this stuff say Mass Effect only it, every other time it said we'll continue on it 
Um, so it's the first time we've seen that. I don't think that really means anything. I think it means they don't know what the subtitle is yet. Um, and probably, I don't know, and, and give me your take on it. Maybe the most interesting thing of all of N7 Day being this bar scene that's integrated into the middle of this poster, in the middle of the, uh, the N7 soldier's uh, figure, um, where, of course, the first thing everyone did was zoom in. And we see a bunch of stuff. Now, I'm curious to what you guys... Uh, I, this is where I didn't get to check out your lore cast much. Um, what did uh, you think of this poster in general? And when you first looked at uh, this bar scene, kind of what did you think and what did you notice? Well, while most people were trying to zoom in, I wanted to zoom out a little bit. And so I think it's just telling that for for the foreground is this N7 character, right? Who we don't know if they're a protagonist or antagonist, but... It would seem to indicate that at least they got a big deal to do in the next game. Um, and a thought just came to me just a few seconds ago that in this poster, yet again, their identity is concealed. And I can't believe I didn't think of it sooner, but what if that's because there's no, there's no, unlike the previous Mass Effect games, there is no default appearance for the protagonist. What if it's completely customizable and therefore they cannot show you the protagonist's face because it doesn't exist? I think that's something similar to what happened with the Inquisitor, right? In Dragon Age Inquisitions. I never played it. Um, I believe so. But the cust what if there's no default appearance? They cannot market the appearance because the protagonist is fully customizable in any capacity. So what if this is the default protagonist appearance? I don't know. But that being said, when I did look closer... And thank God most people were doing the work for me. But <laughs> they were looking close and they say, oh, look at this Geth in robes. Oh, and there's an Angara uh, standing next to the Geth. I think that's interesting that they would be at the same bar yet again, though. I wonder if it's indicative of anything at all uh, for the next game, right? And I also thought about it after the fact, why the hell is a Geth at a bar? <laughs> they don't imbibe <laughs> why why is it get at a bar other than to just observe social customs i guess i don't know <laughs> he got he looks like he doesn't know where to put his hands um that's just kind of my thoughts on it yep so um right now uh sam and i can both see the image i have it pulled up on a shared screen with us and, uh, and so we're looking at the image, uh, the, the poster from N7 Day. So if you're listening along, I, I invite you to do the same. And uh, I will I'll at least say the things that I noticed and that I've seen other people point out, and I'll, I'll get your takes on it. So the first thing uh, that people pointed out was uh, that this Hanar has jewelry. <laughs> I, that's a stylistic choice, I'm sure. An artist just had some fun with that. That's interesting. Uh, that there is a uh, Eturian with a visor of some sort, which we've only seen in the franchise two Turians wear something like that, being Garrus and was it Vetra, I believe, had one of those as well. I believe so. Um, yeah. The um, <laughs> the stars of the show being in the middle of, of this whole scene, being a uh, an Assassin's Creed-esque geth <laughs> is what I saw. Altair. Altair geth, yeah. <laughs> The, the the I will I will tell you the theories I've seen is that there's people who seem to think that this Gath is guarding the seated individual that they are a guard or a sentry of some type. Hmm, uh, that, for would, that would make sense there. why they were in a bar. Yeah. Yes. But, but again, because, what reason do we have to think that? 
Yep. No idea. I still think it's hilarious seeing a geth wearing clothes. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, we see what is probably an Angaran. I, I will admit that my first reaction was, please don't be an Angaran. Please don't be an Angaran. And the more I've looked, I don't see any other explanation. Um, which is fine. Whatever. We knew that they were going to combine galaxies at some point. Cool. Um, and, and that Angaran is speaking to a seated, uh, I assume, Asari is what it looks like. Um, as we as we go left uh, in the in the picture, what I loved is this chunky bolus. That bolus. is a he is a big boy because in most of the series, I believe the voluses only ever came up to like humans' waist, and, and this they weren't volus, as girthy. No, um, I, I will say I initially thought the background there's two. Um, there's uh, two Krogan. I thought for sure it was like a new. I thought it was a. Um, oh, what was the Shadow Broker? Uh, a, oh, a Yog. Uh, I, I thought it was a Yog at first, and then I zoomed in and realized it's two. Uh, it, it's two uh, Krogans. What I think is really interesting is is a figure that's in the middle, and I've seen people saying all kinds of stuff. Um, there is a one of the dog-legged um, species uh, standing by the bar, talking to what appears to be a human. And their head is real weird. And most people I saw immediately assume it's like a Salarian or even a Turian. It does kind of look like a Gigachad Salarian. So, and we know that there are all these subspecies of all these known species. And I believe in the comics, they specifically feature that there's this subspecies of Salarians that are Gigachads. They are literally these giant monster Salarians. And, that's, and they're known for being these like big beasts. A more interesting thing is something else that we see a little bit more to the left is another figure that its head shape especially looks odd. And I've seen people, because of the fa of its face, saying that they think this might be a Rowloy. And so we've heard of this species. We know it exists in the lore, even though we've never saw one, because they literally hid from the Reapers when everything was going down. And they destroyed all their technology, hoping that would save them. I have no idea. I, I, I think it is interesting. It, it does look different than the other things we see um but that also just might be some weird textures on a very zoomed in picture and because i know you hate this i want to tell you my favorite theory i've seen because it's so hilarious and if you zoom way in here i want you to know that there's a there's a non-zero number of people who think this baseball hatted figure is joker and that this figure right here is Edie. Oh, for Christ's I, sake. I want you to know there's um, people who have thrown that out there. <laughs> that baseball-hatted figure could also be Anderson, who canonically died. So, I, you know, like... Now, you say that. The last thing I'll throw out at you that I actually found kind of an interesting thing to at least consider and, and assume is not true, because I don't think that any of this means anything, is I've seen people throw out the theory that this is much like you said about the 2020 trailer is purely referential this is showing us a bunch of things maybe that is ed and joker maybe because they were in the franchise maybe that is garris over there because he was in the franchise maybe that is a volus and that is nangaran who's been in the franchise before i've seen people propose that they think this entire thing could be just a complete reference and and i think there's actually some reason to believe that. I don't think we'll ever see this bar in the next game. Like, I don't believe this is a location that we'll see in the next game. You know, it'd be absolutely insane. And, and I bring this up because 
it appears to be like a portal, right? Inside this person's jacket, looking into the scene. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about how would they possibly approach the fact that there were vastly different endings in Mass Effect 3, and how would they possibly approach the fact that Andromeda is so far away and it would get it would take so much time to get there. Uh, we've previously heard from Liara in that voice message, you know, never underestimate the, uh, what was it of humans, the defiance of humans or something yes. like that? Yep. <laughs> what if somehow, and this is a wild speculation, please no one take it like the gospel, but what if somehow we are dabbling with time travel in the next Mass Effect? And so the protagonist or whoever this N7 character is, is going through time and potentially changing events so that you could shape that canon to be to be whatever you want it to be. Uh, and I'm bringing this up because a, a thought occurred to me that was similar to the Elder Scrolls series where there's dragon breaks. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it basically makes it so that um, anything and everything can be true at the same time. Uh, so... If there, if there were a character who was dabbling in time travel or perhaps an organization who was dabbling in time travel, um, then that would probably piss off someone like Liara, right? Because she would be considering all of the different uh, consequences. consequences of that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I think that there might not be any better organization who wouldn't really care about dabbling in time travel besides Cerberus. Sure. In the remnants, for sure. Like, uh, one of the more interesting things I've considered is that is all of the possible factions and stuff we could be dealing with in the next game. And I, I don't, I, I certainly hope people don't think that the Cerberus is just going to go away because Tim is dead. Like, that idea, it's kind of like what you say about he terrorist organizations. Us. He literally said, You cannot kill Cerberus, you can't it kill is an, an idea. idea. Which is referencing what we've seen, you know, I'm 35 years old. Um, they tried real hard when I was in high school to get me to join the military. So I would go fight in Iraq and Afghanistan. And a bunch of my friends actually did it. And, you know, props to them for doing what they did and, and all of them making it out that I know of. But, um, you know, just because you killed a bunch of people in a place that had an idea doesn't mean the idea goes away. And in fact, sometimes it makes the idea even stronger. Because you yes. you have, most of the time, reinforced the reason the idea existed in the first place. And that's a good sequitur, because if this is a sequel to the at least the original trilogy, how do you think the hardliner um, uh, like human beings are going to respond to a catastrophic alien invasion, right? Probably going to have a rally around the flag effect, but in this case, the flag is the flag of humanity. And guess who they are all going to rally around uh, who saved the galaxy? It was a human. Well, as it far was a as human they... who previously worked for Cerberus. And now Cerberus can say, we warned you about those damn aliens yeah. and you didn't listen. And yep. and that would be the power that fear and hatred have in, in, in trying to exacerbate Cerberus. I, I do want to go back to what you said about the time travel thing, because I have really dove into that. That's a thing I didn't want, and I kind of still don't. The idea of time travel, of doing all that. But at this point, because I've lost all of my ideas and my hope for the game to be what I want, let's go. Let's go nuts. We can do whatever we want. Um, an interesting thing that happened, I think it was before In 7 Day even happened. I was trying to find it here. Um, where Mike Gamble was talking and, and kind of making it clear, as clear as he's been. 
um, about anything that we still that there's still things that people haven't noticed about even old and seven day teasers and stuff like that. And a big one that people seem to generally kind of agree. We know there's something there, but we can't decipher it or figure it out is in that 2020 trailer uh, around the 50, I think it's the 52nd mark of that trailer. There is a feminine voice and then a masculine voice that says something. Um, but I've seen people and I've tried to do it myself. I'm not into this stuff. I don't know how to do these things. Um, that think that there's something there and I, I, Sam can see it now. I, I have it pulled up. There was a Reddit post where someone tried to dive into this and then I did it as well where there's this little, these voices that you can't hear what they say. I attempted, I used a, uh, a karaoke, uh, AI service that would remove background music and leave lyrics. And, and, and then I used a, a subtitle service. Um, long story short, there's people who think that there are two people discussing wormholes, um, and, and, in that, and back in that 2020 trailer. And if you're someone like me, who's reaching out to any possibility for why there's Angara and Geth and like what you were saying before, that maybe they're going to be introducing some type of time travel or something like that. That sure seems like if that's what is really being said in that trailer in the faintest of ways, um, that that sure seems plausible to me. What do you think about that? I, I, I agree, you know, um, and this is like while we've been talking about this is the first time that it occurred to me that time travel could be an aspect in the next Mass Effect. And while we've been talking, I'm actually typing a tweet right now to <laughs> tag Mike Gamble and ask if this will even be an aspect of the next Mass Effect game. <laughs> Again, I don't expect him to reply, first of all. And second of all, if he does, I bet it will, you know, it'll if be the eyes. If you approach the next Mass Effect curiously, you must answer my riddles three. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I expect that completely. Sure. And in which case, you know, please don't reply, <laughs> Mike, if you're going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things. And, and as we kind of wrap this this thing up, it's I was so vehemently against the idea of time travel or a clone shepherd or playing as Shepard and Liara's kid or playing like all of those things that people have been throwing out over the years. Um, and I'm still against most of those things. I am. And I don't know if I'm broken or if I'm open minded or maybe both uh, at this point, whatever. I will reiterate something I've said before. I obviously have this idea of the game I wanted. I more than ever don't think that's going to happen. And that's fine. I, I'm just an idiot. What do I know? You know, the game I think probably wouldn't be successful. But I've said it a lot of times. No matter what they do with this next game, even if it's basically Andromeda 2, I really hope it's not. But even if it is, if they make it with passion and creativity and dedication and heart, and if it's a good game, I'll take almost anything at this point. Wormholes, give them all to me. You know, like, whatever. At this point, I just want a good game, and I want it to come out one day. That's literally my requirements at this point. Hell, you know what? Maybe they incorporate that next dark energy storyline into some kind of time alteration. Maybe it's not time travel, like I'm going to walk through this time travel machine. What if it's, you know, dark energy is manipulating gravity, which therefore, according to our understanding of the theoretical astrophysics, could alter the passage of time. Uh, one of the things, and this is just some person saying a thing that from that little clip from the 2020 trailer that there's people who think that they're talking about um, 
anomaly sensors or something. And then they talk about wormhole. And so there's people who think that like that, that dark energy thing coming back is a, I've seen multiple people reference that. And like I said before, sure, go for it. Let's get nutty. <laughs> like, like, let's, let's go crazy with it. Why not at this point? The, I mean, yeah, um, why, why not? Like I, like I, like I already said, we've already like, like couched our speculations with, we don't know much and this is just us having fun. Yep. Uh, but you know what? Like just no one take it too seriously. I think yes. yep. unless we're right, in which case take it completely seriously and give us all the credit. <laughs> um, so as we kind of wrap it up here, I do want to talk about Dreadwolf fairly quickly. Um, do you think we find out something else about Mass Effect before Dreadwolf comes out? No. Okay. I that agree. would just be a poor business decision. <laughs> yes. I, I think in the most recent rumors I've seen from, and specifically from Jeff Grubb, is that they were targeting actually late 2023 for Dreadwolf. That got internally delayed. And I, and, and we, and we well, we know, whatever we know, that at least in EA's public, uh, uh, their uh, investor information, that they that there isn't another triple a release expected in this uh, fiscal year which their fiscal year ends in april i believe and so the 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 thought i've seen or in the in the in jeff grubb and others i've seen reporting on supposed rumors about this is that they're targeting that like spring summertime for dreadwolf at this point we know that mark dara is back working on it as a contractor uh, or as a consultant we uh it, it's been reported that uh a, a number, if not a majority, of the people who were working on Mass Effect got moved over to work on Dreadwolf and get it out the door. We've seen people accidentally reveal uh, from EA Motive and from EA Sports that they, at one point, were working on Dreadwolf as well. It seems like, and maybe this is a positive thing, that they're doing a real all-hands-on-deck for Dreadwolf uh, in EA to get that game out the door. Um, so I'm expecting that sometime you know, in the middle of next year. And then, I mean, Swotor is gone. And I, I assume, you know, we would hope that by the end of next year or early 2025, they're actually working on the next Mass Effect. Okay, so let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about the timeline. I, I want to bring up something that I brought up in the recent Mass Effect Lorecast episode. I mentioned that I have a source who worked on Mass Effect who... Uh, had told me that similar to the comments that Jeff Grubb has already put out there that production really wasn't going to ramp up until after Dragon Age Dreadwolf releases and that's kind of common sense I think at this point. It's a numbers game. (laughs) Right, but as for how long it would take to push out the next Mass Effect I I am kind of um, questioning that it would be anywhere similar to Dreadwolf because Dreadwolf is going to at the end of its you know uh when it releases it will have dealt with a lot of delays that the next mass effect probably didn't have to deal with like the like covid the pandemic hopefully um (laughs) yeah hopefully god knock on wood um but i also think that you know it's still going to take several years to put out a triple a game of what i anticipate the next mass effect size will be like and my source is telling me the same thing that yeah it's going to take us several years at least um, and so I, I think that Grub is probably not far off. Now, I I wouldn't be nearly confident as confident as Grub is to put a number to it, right? Yeah. Because there's so many X factors that can happen between now and when a game that's currently in pre-production releases. 
but I also mentioned that my source told me there are few, if any, people at all working on the next Mass Effect. Now, this has gotten some pushback, I've noticed in some Discord communities sharing links to that episode, so I do wanna I, I do wanna clear some of it up. You know, my source told me there are just a handful, few, if any people at all, didn't quantify it. Uh, but basically had told me that that language that Mass Effect uh, put out previously saying that they had a small core team working on it was effectively bullshit. And <laughs> that being said that, you know, I never asked what what it meant to work on, how many people are working on, what sure. does working on actually mean? I didn't ask that, though sure. I should have, because as as a developer, working on probably has a different definition than what we as the general public think of now i also should have mentioned in that lorecast episode that we on the lorecast could not independently corroborate my sources claims and that is why i held on to them for so long not so long but i held on to them and i didn't report it didn't didn't put it out publicly because i couldn't find a different source who was telling me the same thing or similar things so I held on to it. And then in seven day happens and then Grubb's comments surface. And then there's other articles citing other sources happen. And I put two and two together and I just think, you know what? It's very unlikely that me and Jeff Grubb have the same source. Yeah. <laughs> it's also very unlikely that me, Jeff Grubb and, and, and some of the other uh, gaming journalism sites all are sharing the same source. So I felt comfortable after that relaying the message because previously I didn't want to relay something that was potentially inaccurate. Um, but you know, I, the, the goal for me was I don't want to relay this potentially inaccurate message and demoralize mass effect fans in the process when it could just be, you know, uh, mistaken, like my source sure. could be mistaken, but or you're, everything it's just misinterpreted potentially or, or misinterpreted. But you know, I can say that the source that I do have, I verified their identity. Sure. I know who oh, okay. they are. Uh, yes, I've met them in person. Oh, cool. And I and I know like I know who they are who they say they are and sure. their name is on their name is on the credits, right? The, from sure, Aspect. Sure. Right. Sure. And it wasn't a very small like it's not like, you know, this person was a beta tester, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like they, this person sure, QA helped person, develop the game. Sure. I I can speak to their identity or I'm not going to disclose their identity, of course. but I can speak, yeah, yeah, I yeah, can yeah. speak to the fact that they know they will have about. known what they're talking about. Sure. Um, so that being said, uh, yeah, I don't think the next Mass Effect is coming for a long, long time, which is also why I'm so angry that the marketing team is about putting how out. it's been going. Sure. Right. Breadcrumbs indicating that they're probably further along in development than they are. Yep. The, the thing I found interesting, so if you aren't familiar, anyone listening to this, if you're listening to this and you've heard me, I've talked quite a bit about this, but... Um, uh, after in seven day, Jeff Grubb, who is a former games beat journalist is currently on, uh, the, the giant bomb team, which is a uh, pretty old podcast in the gaming sphere. Um, uh, did some, you know, what he purported as original reporting. He's been kind of weird. So when he said that he, he basically said, I, I have a source who tells me that the next mass effect is, is really far away. And then it's kind of, it, it's, it's a little, cloudy about what after that is still from his source because then he says something along the lines of and if you look at the timeline of Dreadwolf, you can think about it and you know mass effect may not come until 2029 or 2020 or 2030 i believe it was i'm paraphrasing a lot but 
and, and what's been interesting about it is he has kind of pulled back, but kind of tripled down, uh, depending on what source you've caught from him. And uh, he, the first thing I saw from him is he said, so he's talking about Dreadwolf. So if Dreadwolf started development in 2018, is going to release in 24, you're looking at six year, uh, six year production cycle. Uh, that's beyond pre-production. That's not, uh, that's not the extra years that we're currently in for Mass Effect. But then he kind of wavered a little bit, and I thought it was interesting. And it kind of doesn't matter at the end of the day. But it seemed like he thought that this N7 day was the first announcement. So people were like, oh, well, he means that many years from announcement, which was back in 2020. But then he's doubled down since then and said, no, no, I mean, I think it's going to be that long from today. And he's he's basically relented and said, maybe we get lucky and it comes out in 28. And so it's been really interesting um, seeing and trying to decipher from him. I mean, he's, you know, he's an entertainer. He's, he's, you know, trying to break news. And the thing is, and at least from what I've noticed, I haven't seen any of the multitude of articles. He, if his goal was to get noticed when he made the statement, he, um, he probably didn't realize how much it was going to catch on either that he definitely got what he wanted. If that was his goal, because as far as I've seen so far and the dozen or so articles I've seen about this, they all reference him. I'm, I was really hoping that in the last week, Jason Schreier or someone was going to come out and be like, I've talked to my sources as well, and this is what they said, either corroborating or not with what uh, Grubb said. And so it's been, uh, and you're the, the only person I've heard say anything, you know, something similar. And like you said, there's a pretty good chance we're not talking about the same people. Um, but then even with what he said, it's kind of what you also mentioned, is that the interpretation or what that actually means to a layman. Like to me, if a, if a dev was talking to a regular gamer and they're telling them that game isn't coming out soon, I I've seen people mass effect fans even say still think that they, that, that, that the game's coming out next year or the year after. And so if they're speaking to those people by saying it's really far away, then the people more realis realistic, like you and I 2026, 2027, to those people is an infinite amount of time away to me that's a that's, that's not a that best far. case scenario <laughs> like yeah especially just because you think about the length and timeline of development for a game like first of all i want them to have enough time to put out yeah. a polished great game yeah i want them to um but i also recognize that that would be demoralizing for the mass effect fan base because it's been so long since there was a major installment it's been six years since andromeda right sure. so yep. um so yeah i think i think that like timeline in terms of soon is relative yeah but i also think like six working on a working on a triple a game six to seven years that seems kind of standard um it's at least becoming big, standard right yeah. for a big big 100 200 hour single player experience that seems yep. rather standard um but yeah, I can I can say with uh, with definitiveness that from people I've spoken with, yeah, this thing is not coming out next year. No. And I've seen a lot of people who are like, "We're gonna hear anything about it at the video game awards?" I'm like, I would bet my my cherished beloved childhood dogs and my <laughs> entire memory of of that dog that we are not gonna hear anything yeah. about the video game awards. But I'd love to. I, I think we'll get Dreadwolf. I think that's the only chance of anything we'll get from Bioware. And even that I'm not positive about because I don't, I bet I, I don't even know. We haven't seen any reason to believe yet. They have even set a date for that game's release yet. So, so um, 
my source okay. also, and this is something I didn't bring up on the lore cast, but you know about Dreadwolf. My my source has a lot of connections at you know very familiar with that 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 franchise and that product. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm trying to to approach this delicately Be so big. that I don't accidentally <laughs> you sure. know uh, disclose their identity. But mm-hmm. my source has a lot of uh, cl- connections, very close and very familiar with that product. And the word my source used to describe the current state of development on Dragon Age Dreadwolf when I, when I met my source in October, mm-hmm. so a month ago, um, was, quote, atrocious. Hmm. Which is opposed to Grubbs reporting that they're really happy with it. So it's like, <laughs> but that could just be what they're telling him. Like Maybe it's old news for me. Because, sure. again, I did talk to him in October. What if he's referencing something that he heard back two months before that? So I don't know. Sure. But yeah. that's what I, I mean, heard in October. There, there's a reason we haven't heard anything about it yet. And maybe that's a good or a bad thing. But there's a reason we keep hearing about Mass Effect and we keep not hearing anything about Dreadwolf. So um, we'll we'll have to wait and see what that means. So I we have gone for uh, roughly an hour and a half. And I really appreciate your time. And I think I... Uh, probably am going to get murdered if I if I spend too much time on here. Uh, believe it or not, we didn't even cover everything I wanted to. But you know, there's always another day. So um, what I will do is first, thank you very much for coming on, um, and I would uh, like to give you the chance to basically talk about what you have going on. You stream, you podcast. Uh, tell anyone who is listening to this where they can find you. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like we've mentioned uh, a few times before, I am a host on the Mass Effect Lorecast. Uh, we do episodes on that streaming at live weekly on Twitch on Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can find those streams at Robots Radio on Twitch. But I also stream Mass Effect on my own channel, uh, which is In7 The Legend on Twitch. You can connect with me on Twitter. That's the social media I'm most active on. Uh, that's also In7 The Legend. And I've also voiced some lines for an Avengers audio drama that's going up soon. Uh, I play Jarvis. And so now that the strike is over, that audio drama episode one's going up. I've just sent in my lines for episode two. So that one will be going up at some point. And uh, yeah, my first foray into voice acting. It's been pretty fun. That's awesome. I, I, I caught that on the lore cast and that's, that's very cool. Congratulations on that new opportunity. Um, I will uh, have all of his links down in the description below. So be sure to check out everything that he does and um, his uh, podcast. If I assume if you're listening to me, you already knew about them, but if you don't, uh, the mass effect lore cast is awesome. It's a lot of fun. It gives, it goes in, they go into some crazy detail about things that you would have never thought twice about in the franchise. And it's always very interesting. Uh, both Sam and Tom uh, are very good at what they do over there. So uh, be sure to check those things out. Uh, Sam, I really appreciate you being on once again. And I hope that next year when we do this again, hopefully it's either a lot better, or a lot worse, either way. <laughs> either way, I'll, I'll be happy to come back on and talk with you, Bon. It's always a pleasure. Great. Thank you. That's the show. That's the whole podcast. Uh, thank you so much to Sam for coming on. Please be sure to check out all of his stuff that he's doing, especially the podcast and his Twitch. Uh, I really appreciate him coming on. Uh, these conversations are fun. I think we're in kind of different places with uh, where we think the game is going uh, in some capacity. But uh, either way, it's a great conversation and uh, I can't wait to have him on again. 
Thank you so much for listening. Please interact with the show if you have any desire to. And let me know if you have any feedback or thoughts. You can find me all over the internet as Bond Diesel, including over on Twitch, where I do stream a couple times a month. You can support my content on patreon.com slash bonddiesel. Join as a YouTube member, subscribe over at Twitch, or check out my merch or other links in the Linktree link down in the description. That's all I have, so until next time.